Gays, Allies, and anybody that wants to learn more about the LGBT plus community. My name is Zanardi, and I'm so glad all your beautiful faces are here. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 13 of the Alphabet Mafia podcast. A quick bit of housekeeping. We are releasing two YouTube shows. One, I will be answering DMs and emails I get from people struggling with their identity or their situation and just seeking help and guidance. I will do my best to respond with my best advice. Uh, and this pod is releasing on Friday, 3.13, so that should come out on Saturday, 3.14, this weekend. The other show is a vlog-style, behind-the-scenes, inside look on what it's like running the Alphabet Mafia. You'll get insider info, you'll be the first to see new products and ideas, and overall really just get to see the experience and see my day-to-day and see what it's like running a brand new company and what it takes. That first vlog episode will release on Sunday 3.15 and will include my recent trip to LA to meet with an Oscar-winning Hollywood producer, as well as a sneak peek and opportunity to win a brand new item we're releasing. You can find the new shows over on our YouTube channel titled Alphabet Mafia. I'll also link the channel in the show notes. Okay, so today's guest is named Zach. Zach is an out and proud drag queen and performer. Zach went to high school in a small farming town and talks about the struggles of just feeling accepted in an environment like that, as well as his experience being sexually assaulted and how to cope with such big trauma. So without further ado, here's Zach. Zach, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. Of course. How are you doing? Oh my goodness, I'm here, I'm queer, and now somebody go buy me a beer. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Right? It's it's my own tagline right there. There you go. Hashtag that shit. (laughs) Trademark it. Right. New hoodie? Wow, there you go. (laughs) Right? I love that. I love it. It's like, I couldn't resist, you know? Yeah. What's your favorite beer? Oh, cider. I like I'm I like my sweets. So mm-hmm. it's like like I, lo- I love a good angry orchard, but I, but I'm not. Uh, but I won't say no to a stout. I okay. won't like because I mean, how can you say no to stout? Like right. especially if it's like coffee flavored. Yeah. Like, oof, Ooh. Don't get me started. Have you had a, a stout on nitro? No. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really good though. Yeah, it's like it has this foam to it, but it's not like gross. But it's like yeah, mm, but it's like smooth. <laughs> it's like a smooth foam. It's like it's, I yeah. haven't. I would love to try that actually. It's like I mean, like personally, I like it in my ice cream, but you okay. know, like stout ice oh, cream. Damn. Mm-hmm. It's like Guinness ice cream is the <laughs> shit. It's you are like, teaching uh, my listeners uh, a whole new world. Out oh there. my god, he's like if. Listen, I'm such a foodie. I, I'm like, listen, if you, if anyone here wants to go to freaking food places, give me a call. You know, it's like, shoot. It's like, it's like, I'll give you my number later. No, I'm joking. Oh <laughs> Are you a fan of seltzers? Seltzers. Yeah, mm. like White Claw. You know what? I have to say no because it's like, it's like, it's not because it's such like a mainstream thing right now. Mm. It's just like. It's just like if I'm gonna have a real drink, I'd rather have a. I'm not gonna have a seltzer. I would like. I want something that's straight up. I'm. That's gonna punch <laughs> you in the face with some. It's like so. In other words, like 90% tequila, 10% cranberry. Okay, you know. Now you're speaking my language. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's like I'm listen. I was like, that is a real drink. He's like only at most in Hillcrest. (laughs) Kidding. It's like riches does it too. Kidding. (laughs) Tagging every brand. Oh my god. (laughs) I love it. Well, um, thank you again for coming on. Of course. 
Uh, just tell me a little bit about just yourself, you know, okay. uh, what you do, where you grew up, just things like that. Okay, so I am 23 years of age, if any of y'all nasty bitches want to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so I would, I'm from, I'm, so something that's actually very interesting about me is, um, it's like, you can't tell from me, it's like, if, if y'all are watching my face right now, um, <laughs> is that I'm Italian, but I don't look it, but I'm, but I'm also Filipino. Oh, so, wow. Um, so that's something that's really cool. Like it's like so I like I said, <laughs> foodie, lumpia, poncet, call me. You know. <laughs> um, it's like so I'm originally from Temecula, mm, um, okay. California, but I've lived in upstate New York for most of my life, oh, wow. from nine to tw- till I was like 21. So um, during that time, um, I actually um, I came um, I be- actually came out. Um, when I was 19 years of age. So, um, and then when I was 20, um, believe it or not, I actually became a very, very, very high energy drag queen. Wow. Yeah. In New York. In New York. Um, I will, um, it was a very, it was a very interesting time, um, to be honest with you. Like, Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to be one of those stereotypical queens that say that, um, it's like drag is my armor, drag is this, drag is, I'm Mm -hmm. like, no sis, let me me tell you the real tea. Like, um, Honestly, but in a way, it kind of was because um, when I was going through that time, um, mm-hmm. when I was 19, actually, um, I was assaulted, sexually assaulted when I was 19. Sure. So that was something that um, it kind of took me a while to kind of reopen myself up. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of, like I said, drag didn't really became my armor. It just helped me like, like open myself up. It's like not just like my arms, but my legs, too. So, you know. <laughs> Yeah, to, to be very honest with you. But it um, helped you become more comfortable in your identity. Absolutely. You know, it's like I opened up everything. It's like yeah. <laughs> everything. <Yeah. laughs> um, and now in San Diego, I'm known as the live singing queen. So oh. so it's like I don't just lip sync, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I live sing. So she, she sings. She sings, yes. Her name is Miss Carrie Oki. So oh, love that. that. Right? She's like... The pun and of it all. You do you know? perform down in Hillcrest? I do. Um, I actually, so I'm not sure if any of y'all watchers have ever seen a show um, called um, Whips and Furs. It's actually a very alternative show um, in San Diego. Uh, they mostly do it most on the first Saturday of the month. But it is one of my favorite shows I've ever performed in because it's like you get to be messy, you get to be fun, oh my God. you know, like. <laughs> Uh, it's like it's like it's so much fun because I never got I never in the three years of drag I got to do I never thought I would be dressing up as um, a um, character from uh, shoot what is it called um, American Horror Story okay um, and never would I think I would if I would I thought I was gonna do a biological woman it's like no I did Twisty the Clown <laughs> so <laughs> you can imagine that how that turned out is like and. And Miss Chad Michaels, if you are watching this, I'm so sorry about the curtains. <laughs> <laughs> like, long story short, um, never put white f- clown white on your arms while you're about to, before you perform. It's like, it's like, and Chad Michaels, if you are watching this, it was Cereza Quartz that did it, not Miss Karaoke. <laughs> Called out. <laughs> well, that was my last drag name, so shh. <laughs> 
Um, so, but, so but going back to being 19, yes, uh, and when you were assaulted, was that where were you at in your own sexual journey? Were you out at the time? Uh, yes, I was out at 18 years of age. Okay. I was. Um, this was when I was in college because I didn't come out. I didn't come out till I was 18 because where I was from, I lived in a small town. So mm-hmm. you know, like, so to be very blunt, to be quite frank with you, I mean, like every, like most of the guys I know were were riding their tractors or fucking a cow. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like, it's like grass fed. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, they were, it's like it was that country, and I was like, and I was. So it just made me feel very uncomfortable to come out in that time because mm-hmm. I wasn't even sure about my own sexuality. Sure. It's like I was still dating girls until I was like 15, and then I was like, and like, and then I kind of found like an attraction to guys, but like it was like more because I was just a really fat bitch. <laughs> so I was like, I was more like I appreciated the their like their physique at the time it wasn't more out of a sexual way it was just like it's like he's got a nice body so i can appreciate that you you kind of subconsciously were like longing for it not like like like, you know i was like i was like i really wanted to be like muscular Mm. fit and i was like and you know i was like and i was like and i lost a lot of weight since then i mean like you look great i was gonna say (laughs) Stop, you know, <laughs> Dolly. <laughs> He's rocking the the tank top. You know, you know, for for once, it's been a hot second. Because right? um, I used to weigh uh, 240 before I went to college, and then I went down all the way to 190. Holy so, shit. so congratulations. Thank you. So I was like, I used to be a size 40 waist. Now I'm like getting myself down to a 34 waist. So I was like, so I was like, hello. Like, <laughs> and then that's when I kind of realized I was like. Um, that they, because I never met somebody who was very similar to me, and that's when I first met this really cute guy in, in college. No, I'm not gonna be dropping no names, so don't. <laughs> so, um, and that's when I was like, wow, he is really attractive. Mm-hmm. I was like, and I wasn't sure at the time. So, and then when when you say met in like what capacity, like just in your class, or you became friends with him? It was like we lived in a dorm, okay. so like, and I, I just kind of saw him from a view, and I was like, and I always, I won't lie, I wanted to hang out with him all the time because he was wearing some good ass cologne. <laughs> and I mean, like, I mean, listen, he brought me pad Thai. How can you say no oh to God. pad fucking Thai? <laughs> and it was duck. Oh, girl. <laughs> Oh my god. So, but like during, okay, so, but that was like my first year. This was so when I, um, this was my second year at college that, um, before I got off track, you know, mm-hmm. again, again. Um, this was my second year of college. Um, my best friend at the time was dating, is still dating this guy actually mm-hmm. to this day. Um, um, she, um, was, she was dating this new guy and I was, and you know, he was, you know, I was like, okay, you you chill, you know, you cool, you yeah. know what I'm saying? You know, and I was like, we were kind of friends because we, because I actually knew him from past dating websites. And I was like, so he was bisexual. So I was like, okay. And he had an attraction to me, you know? Yeah. And I always knew he had, like, I was like, I just was like, I'm just, but I was, you know, it was problematic <laughs> that I was a very flirtatious person at the time, <laughs> you know? But, you know, and he really wanted me, but, like, when when it kind of all went down, it was, like, I didn't have a problem with him until he got drunk, and he's, and he asked his, my best friend, is, like, is it okay if I do anything sexual with him? She mm-hmm. said yes. Oh, wow. So. 
Without your consent. Without my consent. I was very, I was very, I was kind of dramatized for a, a few months. I'm not, yeah. I'm still, I mean, like, actually, it's around this time of the year, oh. believe it or not, that it was, that this happened. It was actually, I think, it was, like, it, it's about my, fuck, I think it's, like, my four year, fourth year anniversary, and uh, I think next week, so it's still a lot for me to take in, you yeah. know? Um, and, you know, I I just kind of, I just had a lot of, like, drama and tension from it all. So after all that, I just kind of was like, you know what, I'm going to just do me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, but, like, this was, but when I kind of found, found all of this out, I was like, this was just a lot. I did almost commit suicide, you know, so. Jeez. So I w- my friend was very like concerned about me, you know. So she just so she was like my best friend through it all. Like mm-hmm. not not the friend that with the boyfriend, because I wouldn't even. I was really like I had to distance myself yeah. from her. We're now we're still talking to this day. We're good friends, but I just but I had to take my time away from her, like because it was just so awkward, you know. Yeah. Um, so if you don't mind, you know what what kind of happened he, he just assaulted you in your room it was it was in their room you okay. know so um and he tried and he was like he was trying to suck my dick and mm-hmm. other other stuff i was yeah. like no yeah. no it's like you do not have my consent so after like and like and i was like you were drunk and like ap- after it kind of all happens like m- like i didn't realize what kind of happened you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like i didn't know what happens you know i was like I was kind of lost for the longest time, you know, I was like, and then my friends had to, my friends had to help me, and I almost had to, um, I didn't go to, the, I was, I was so, like, in my head, I almost had to go to the mental, in, like, mm-hmm. but I didn't go, but I was just phys- Traumatized. Yeah, like, so shocked. I, mm-hmm, I had to take some time away from people, um, and it wasn't for, until one of my really good friends um, um, decided to dress me up and put like you know and that was like you know like I don't want to like I was like and like I didn't immediately start doing drag after that but I would say like you know I was like my I was like you know it's like they always talked about me doing it but mm-hmm. but it was just kind of gave you like a new confidence booster yeah and you know like I feel like if I didn't do it I feel like I would be very closed off mm-hmm. to people still and I mean, after four years, I'm like, I think I'm pretty, pretty fucking interesting now. So <laughs> I would have to say it's like, so I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so now I just, I mean, now I'm a lot more comfortable with like, like sexual activity. Like, and I feel like, I feel like that's something that, that's something that people are very scared about in my opinions. Like mm-hmm. after something like that happens, they're very scared to um, to even go th- go back into it. Like, right. I mean, even if it's even if it's just making out, you know, that's like it took. I mean, God, I, I don't think I'm I don't think I did anything with anybody until like before I moved out here. So give or take maybe two years. Two years to to recover. Yeah. So and it still affects me to this day, but I don't I don't you know like and it affects some of my friendships and it affect a lot of like maybe that could be a relationship you know yeah and I think I'm st- like and it still makes me feel uncomfortable but I'm trying not to let that affect my life now mm-hmm. because that it is part of my life you know it's like it's always going to be part of my life but that's but I'm trying to throw my 
13 wide Puma sneaker into that part of my past mm-hmm. and then just keep looking at the future, you know? Yeah. So, and, you know, and that's like, I, it was a hard, it was really hard to f- admit it to anybody, you know? I was sure. like, because I was like, what do you say to that? Yeah. How, how long did it take you to start telling other people? Um, honestly, I mean, like, I'm one of my, fr- some of my friends had to explain to me, it's like, what kind of just happened, you oh, know, okay. I was like, because I wasn't, I was very unsure, like, what, what right. the hell happened? So I told him, I was like, what kind of happened? It's like, you, you were assaulted, bitch. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's when I was like, oh. Yeah. So, so they kind of, because you, cause you, like, it, a lot of times when survivors are going through that, they're like dazed or whatever. It took me, I mean, it took me a year, and um, to this day, I've, I've only, uh, to this day, I've told only some close friends and my, and my really good, my cousin, mm-hmm. but I haven't even told, I haven't told my fam, my parents, mm-hmm. I haven't even, my, like, you know, because, especially my grandmother, mm-hmm. of all people, be, like, l- let me tell you, my grandmother is a very religious person, so, mm-hmm. like, you know, and she thinks that I am gay because I was raped. So oh, yeah. that's how uncomfortable she is with it. So yeah, that's a very problematic stance that a lot of people. It's not actually. It's not uncommon for people to believe that. Yes, it's a fallacy that people think sexual trauma leads you to being an opposite orientation. Of course, yeah. but. I I just remember being I just remember I would listen I was like before I even turned 18 I remember I would wear lipstick for for Halloween to be a vampire it's like it's like even even though it was a vampire I oh god I looked like I was from I was like seven or eight years old I looked like I was from that fucking movie I can't that I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That one too. Yeah. <laughs> Although people think it's like I look like him right now. It's like because I had because listen I used to have an emo phase and I had like little like my bangs used to be red and I had black hair and I was like what's good like <laughs> that Tumblr stage. Right. Oh my god that was dark days like sixty pounds heavier. It's like red hair like good god Buffy the so so let's let's talk more about your family. Yes. Uh, what so so was were your parents? Um, what kind of environment was that when you grew up? Were they against homosexuality? So my mom and my dad are very comfortable with my sexuality. I think Good. my mom was a little more pissed that I came out, be, not because I came out because I came out gay, um, or that she's a failure. It's because I told my dad first. <laughs> <laughs> Love that competition. Oh my God, my mom was like, "Why didn't you tell me first, damn it?" I was like, "I don't know." I'm like, "It's a very uncomfortable thing to tell somebody." Yeah. So I was like, "Oh my," it was like, I was like, and I mean, like the, I mean, literally the, their response to, them, I was like, "Oh, we knew we had our gaydar on." I was like. Mm. <laughs> As but let, oh my God, so much steam came out of my body. Um, so it was it was smooth though. It was very smooth. Um, it's my grandmother who's been taking it a little more difficult. I mean like, it's like I mean I told her maybe, honestly maybe a year and a half ago. I was like, um, I told her straight up, and she's still having a hard time. Except I mean like, I kind of double whammyed her. I'm not gonna lie. It's like yeah. it's like you're a drag queen and you're gay. It's like and you're and she. She literally says to me all the time, it's like, if you're going to be gay, I would prefer you being more acting like a man. Oh, I hate that. I, I mean, like, but 
to to all y'all who like let me tell you something somebody who has been doing it for a while um like dressing up as a woman i feel like i became more of a man from dressing up like a woman you know what i'm saying yeah it's, dare i say you know yeah. like um because you owned your identity more or you i feel like you you kind of learn about yourself a lot more you know it's yeah. like it's not even like you know it's it's for me it's almost like it's almost kind of like in a way it's almost like musical theater mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. it's your you're you're being a different character in a way you know right. it's like you're putting on this role you know it's like and it's like you know like and i like to like transform myself into like this alter ego and that's how i'm just like what's good yeah like, and the fact that you're comfortable doing that mm-hmm. does you know make you more of a, a man quote unquote yeah they, i they mean say, like, I mean, like, I'm very comfortable with, like, myself being a man, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, and so, and, like, my my family has asked, like, are, do you feel like you're, like, do you feel like you're, like, you would rather be a woman? And I was mm-hmm. like, I've had thoughts about it in the mm-hmm. past, I won't lie, mm-hmm. you know, I've had thoughts. But it's not, but then you kind of realize, but then I kind of just realized, I was like, I'm very comfortable being a man. Right. Uh, I, you know, but I have so much respect for those who, who do the who do the drag. I mean, like, dare I, if after putting seven pounds of makeup on, mm-hmm. putting <clears throat> um, Ashley's home and furniture on your body, you know, it's like <laughs> putting be. I mean, like putting wearing literally like it's like cinching your body in where you can barely move, and it's like, and I'm not a dancer. I am a mover. Mm-hmm. It's like. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> uh, going back to your high school yeah. scene, growing up in it was upstate New York. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and like it was a small town called Middleburg, okay. but, um, which was like an hour away from the capital of Albany. Mm-hmm. So. So far out in the country. Yes. And you kind of set the scene earlier. Was <laughs> Was there any sort of LGBT representation or anyone at school or? There was one classmate I had who was very who was who came out as gay. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like, and you know what? I feel like I should have known that I was gay um, my junior year, especially because I don't know a whole lot of sh- men like in who would wear who would perform um, in Greece, mm-hmm. mind you. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, and I wasn't I wasn't Danny. I wasn't Sandy either. If you're, if y'all thinking, if I was, I would have been a one hell of a Sandy. But <laughs> um, I was, uh, I was the guy that day did Born to Hand Jive, and a lot of my classmates was like Born to Hand Job. I was like, only on Tuesdays. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you were throwing jokes around. I, I'm a, co- I'm comedy. I'm com- no, but. <laughs> But all jokes aside, um, I was like, I just remember I should have known because I was because I wore this um, this silver sequin blazer and I was like, damn, I look good. You, you know, were feeling yourself. I was. Oh my god, I was like, it was like my mom got it for me and I had like these saddle shoes. Very. I was like. I mean, like, I was like, damn. It's like, I may be fat, but I still look good. You know? <laughs> so, so you just didn't. So the 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 um, scenario or the scene around you wasn't comforting to 
open yourself up like that. You know I mean? was very closed off from very like a lot of sexual like gay LGBT icons. Like mm-hmm. I didn't even know about Pride until I went to college. Oh, wow. We didn't have a excuse me. <laughs> um, we didn't have a we did not have a Pride at all. Mm-hmm. Like we did, so like you know and. The first pride I went to was was in a small was in not a small town but it was like a city called Schenectady, okay. um, which is maybe like 15 minutes away from Albany, mm-hmm. and that was the first time I ever been to a pride. I see all these people who are gay and lesbian and yeah. trans and bisexual, which I was very new to. I was like, and then I just see this amazing drag queen mm-hmm. perform and I was like little did I know <laughs> little did I know she was famous like yeah. not in not in Albany but in general which one girl it was Latrice Royale oh, wow so I was like oh I was like so I was like mm-hmm. freaking out. <laughs> so I thought it was a real woman I was like I was like you know and I was and now now I think about this day how how many people do you know like it's like do you know that is a woman and has that deep of a voice. Yeah. I mean, at the same time. It's like, but I was like, I was pretty, everyone was like, do you know who that is? I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, should I know who that is? So I was like, she looks pretty ama- fabulous, but mm-hmm. so I was pretty spooked. And I was like, and it was my first like connection to anything that was LGBT friendly. Wow. So. And it kind of it can instantly connected with you. Yeah, yeah, it was like I just had such a good time. I mean, like, and I, I mean, I've been to a couple of the LGBT events now mm-hmm. in this day, but it's very like, I wouldn't. I was like, but like, there's always going to be like the connection mm-hmm. with um, your first one. You know, yeah. it's like so. I just have like that very special bond with that first one. Yeah. Not because I saw a famous drag queen, but it's your first time experiencing like, like LGBT. You know, I was mm-hmm. like, and I was very closed off, and I was like, Jesus Christ, this is amazing. You know. Yeah. So that's my. You there know, you go. You know. <laughs> uh, so when when you started doing drag, um, how did you get into that? I know you said a friend kind of prompted you into that. Yes. What for anyone listening that is curious about doing drag, what could you kind of tell them about it? Oh my goodness, where do I start? I remember that I looked like I remember I was like I looked like a lesbian librarian. <laughs> so like I was like was like wearing like this blue pen like blue coat. I was ready to take your man. Like, you know, I was okay, so the first time I ever did it, I was named Jazz Man. Jazz Man. <laughs> Classic. Catch catch the drift there. <laughs> um, and I, I mean, like I said, I loved singing. I did karaoke all the time. Mm-hmm. And I just remember seeing everyone's, like, seeing me do karaoke. And I, and I did Aretha Franklin's You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a really high register for a guy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, so I could sing the, that high. Okay. Um, so that was, like, my first experience, like, performing yeah so and then I was it just felt so amazing you know I was mm-hmm. like and that was like and then I and then I got my first show from a local queen um, in Albany um, mm-hmm. her name is Noelle Diamonds um, I will I will definitely like you know like hey Noelle like you know <laughs> yeah it was like look her up look her up I'm just saying <laughs> children it's like you gotta look her up um, <laughs> 
she's one of the nicest queens that I've ever met. She, like, literally, she made sure I didn't, I mean, like, your first time, you're always going to look busted. I'm sorry. Like, but, like, she, she did my makeup. She made my, she made my outfit. So, like, I mean, and I was, I was still, like, a little thick down in the tummy (laughs) tum, but I was, like, this was back in 2016. Um, and I just, and, you know, she given me so many, um, a lot, like, let me do her like her first show. I remember the mm-hmm. theme. It was and 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 it was such a unique theme. You know, it was like yeah. it was past, present, and future. Oh, wow. So I got to do so um, and I got present. So mm-hmm. the fact that I got to do a number that was based on the present. You yeah. Know? So and it was such a cool experience and. I remember I was like, I made money off this. I didn't know you could make money off this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is new. I was like, uh-huh. this, so I just remember, um, and we made, um, I made $30. So like, I was like, so I mean, $30 is not a lot, like, mm-hmm. but like your first time, you're just like, I'm just like, Oh yeah. Like thank you. I was like <laughs> Yeah, it's gotta feel like a, a lot. I, mean, I was I was so like, happy. Are you doing this? I was like, I did not know and I was like I was so happy. I was literally like just having just <laughs> feeling the full fantasy of it all. Yeah. And I think the best I think the best thing, not even the my favorite memory of the show was not be, not the fact that I even did it, was that one of my really good friends who is very, very straight mm-hmm came out to support me and like literally he was making it rain all over me so um (laughs) that's really cute so i was like so he like the first time he saw me he's like i was like that's you i'll be like yep (laughs) it's like he was like is that you zach i'd be like hello Uh, it's not zach (laughs) i was like it's so it was like hi like you know i was like i was he was like "Mm -hmm." i'm like i know what what you trying to look at It's like, but you know, and three years later, like I mean, I stopped. It's like three. I mean, the big difference was three. It's like I feel like you just gotta keep building yourself up because mm-hmm. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like it's like you can still like like when I was first starting, I wore everything from Torrid because mm-hmm. I was still fat. So like. <laughs> So I was, I was like, you know, I was my worst enemy at the time when I was starting off because I, I mean, most of my outfits were like 60 bucks and I thought that was a lot. It's like, (laughs) let me tell you, I thought that was so much money. It's like, (laughs) now she buys outfits that are worth like three, like $300. So she, because she's not going to Torrid, she's Mm -hmm. going, she's actually, she has style, people who make these outfits. So, so I... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was like, I think the most important thing I would say is just be patient, you know, to and practice, even though I don't do a lot of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, and if you can, you know, I, it's like, I think even if it's not a paid booking, take it. That's a mm-hmm. way, because the payment is that you can put your, you get to put your name out there. Mm-hmm. If it's, even if it's, everyone's like, oh, it's just a tip spot. It's like, I don't care. I can put my name out. It's like, yeah. hello, Miss Karaoke. How you doing? That's that's me. Hi, how you doing? And then you can and it can build yourself up to bigger name mm-hmm. shows. And you can probably start building fans too. Yes, There's people that like your performance. They want to know who you are. Absolutely. And all that. I have I have a lot of friends who have drew pictures for me, like in and out of drag. And one of my really good friends, um, 
is actually making me like a tearaway right now, mm -hmm. like for free. And I was like, I won't say no, no to free clothing, <laughs> like especially for him or her, you know? So, yeah. How uh, often do you perform now? Um, so right now, because I, she's broke right mm -hmm. now, so she's taking a little break mm -hmm. from March, but now she's, but she's gonna get her, but she's got some bookings in April. Okay. So I literally maybe have like four shows in April. Okay. So, um, so, so in other words, I gotta get my wigs done, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, so what is the pro, I'm, I'm curious too, because I don't do drag. Of course. Uh, what is like the process of a booking like like everything from getting the outfit ready to getting ready backstage I feel like when it when you're trying to get a booking you need to really like you need to start like like I literally will ask like any and everybody that will have me you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying like my my like one of my really a friend of mine um who um her name is Jade Melrose mm -hmm. um who is a very well-known legendary queen in San Diego. Mm -hmm. She gave me um, a show down in um, one of her shows called Golden Girls. Mm -hmm. That's helped me beyond my years to kind of help me get my shows out there, even though if my some things were a little messy. You know, it's like, I think, you know, it's like, you know, it's just another way to improve, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so, um, so for me, I think there's, so the fact that I, that she paid so much close attention on me, like with that, I was like, oh, she's she can perform. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, like I remember when I first moved out here. I mean, my first show was doing the amateur competition at Lip San Diego. Okay. So, and let me tell you something. It's so it is so hard to do that because like because because there's there's like a level of um, like of realism you need to keep. Like mm -hmm. you cannot be very experimental with drag. Okay. You need to look like a woman. Yeah. In my opinion. It's like, I mean like, so, and I mean like, and I'm actually gonna be going back to there <laughs> um, after many times of my wig falling off. <laughs> oh, no. I'm a sloppy queen. I'm a not, I am very, I can be like, I'm one of those queens that is like, you know, is like, I got the personality, but if something flies off, I'm still gonna perform, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like, I would be, it's like, you know, but I think, but like, for me, it's like, I, I had to like, for me, I had to grow a lot. Like for mm -hmm. me, I, when I first started dragging, I mean like, I didn't, um, I did not pad. I did not know about pinning wigs down. I didn't even know about cinching, mm -hmm. so, um, and to this, and what is now, it's like putting a corset on, okay. and then you have to like, shh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I get it's it. It's like, um, and it's like, so basically wearing like a corset and like, and like make, making sure you have like a very thin figure. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and now I wear like pads, which like I call them Ashley's Home and Furniture. Or <laughs> for me, sometimes it's Lazy Boy, which is means for me. For me, I don't wear them at all sometimes. <laughs> I still do that to this day. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, like, because, like, because some, like, don't get me wrong, I like to have the the shape and the, the body of a woman, but at the same time, it's like, if I need to go dance, mm -hmm. bitch, I cannot move <laughs> them things on. Like, if I'm doing a ballad, I'll be like, 
Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, look at them hits. I'm like, I know. Like, <laughs> but it is hard for me to move around in that thing. Yeah. Um, but I think the hardest thing about like drag is not just the makeup. The makeup is the makeup is still difficult to, for me to this day. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, whoa, that's a lot. Like, because like you have to like um, a lot of people, a lot of drag queens either shave their eyebrows off mm-hmm. or they cover them up with glue. Right. And it's like, and f- oh my god, that is a process. Yeah. And How long do, does it take to get ready on average? Maybe like an hour and a half to two hours. Oh, wow. You know. Yeah. And. Like I said, the makeup is a, is one thing, but when you have to put the wig on, like it's like that's not that is a, that's a process, and that is like a um that is such like that is like I I honestly I'm so flustered with words like that's how bad it is. Oh wow, yeah, it just it's it's like it's like a commitment that's what it is uh-huh. it's like you have to so like it's like you know it's like a lot of people think it's just putting a wig cap on and then throwing the wig on right no no, <laughs> no it's honey. literally it's literally you have to so a lot of y'all don't know about this so if you so when the next time you see a drag queen it's like and you're seeing like they look like they're in pain it's probably because they are because it, because okay the last time I did it was we I put um, like some duct tape, mm-hmm. literal duct tape around my head, mm-hmm. and then you, we use this really specific glue spray called Gotta Glue, and then we would, shh, and then, um, and then I had to pin pin the actual wig into my oh, wow. hair, yeah. just so it would stay on because, and that bitch did not go nowhere that <laughs> night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, it's a process. Oh, I'm sure. And it's a lot of commitment. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, for anyone <laughs> listening that might have been in your shoes before, um, just maybe in a small town, mm-hmm. uh, what kind of advice would you give for them, uh, just struggling with their identity? What what kind of little bit of tidbits would you would you want them to hear? Oh Jesus, I don't know where do I start. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what it's like there's you're gonna it's going to be hard for anybody to in my opinion like you're gonna it's like you what if you're going through sexuals like if you're a sexual assault victim or if you're or if you live in a small town and you're afraid to come out you know what it's like honestly just like you know just keep positive you know like Mm -hmm. it's like don't close yourself off because that's what I did for the longest time and and it took me three months to really open myself up to anybody yeah and that really was the scariest thing that I was it was scary to like know that I could not open myself up to anybody Mm -hmm. and the fact that to this day that I'm so scared to even open my my truth like it took me this long to open up my feelings or my emotions you know like that was the scariest part for me it wasn't even being the assault it's just the it's just the kind of person that you can't become out after it you know yeah so i would say just keep putting yourself out there you know it's like if you if you're ever struggling it's like don't be afraid to ask for help you know like mm-hmm. if you think you're going through a hard time if you are 
if you're going, if you're, you know, it's like d- go out and celebrate your with your friendship. Mm-hmm. Like f- go celebrate with your friends. Like go have a good time, have a drink. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's like, and you know, it's like, and it doesn't have to be sexual. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like do what makes you happy. Exactly. You know, yeah. um, if you're if you're afraid to come out, you know, like like know that it just be. Pain. I think that's the one thing that I I really wish I. I wish I could tell anybody is just be patient mm-hmm. when it comes to coming out. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because you know, it's like you'll know when it's r- the right time. Mm-hmm. If you're afraid to come out, you know, it's like you don't have to do it right away. You know, it's like if you know you are, don't feel like you are pressured into somebody into coming out. You right. Know? That's my um. That's the biggest thing I would say to anybody because I feel like a lot of people are pressured to coming out. You sure. Know? Because it's like you don't want to come out and you're not ready. Right. I'm. I mean, like, I'm. It's like, I mean, I've. I mean, like, for Christ's sake, I've known a lot of people who have came out when they were five, and then there's me who came out when I was 19. Sure. You know what I'm saying it's like, or oh, yeah. 18 technically, mm-hmm. but it was around my birthday time. So I was 18, 19. It's the same difference to me. Right. I was like, I, st- I still couldn't drink legally, so listen. Like, <laughs> I was like, even though I was drinking illegally. Yeah. But, like, but, you know, like, if you're going, it just, like, you know, like, and if you're underage and you, like, you know, it's like, and you, like, were a victim, you know, still try and find a way to go out and have fun. Mm-hmm. Go bowling. Go, mm-hmm. go axe throwing, you know. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, like, go, you know, it's like, go do something that you... Th- would think would be a lot of fun, you know, like yeah. may, maybe singing, maybe it'd be dancing, do like just try something new. I exactly, yeah. you know, it's like I mean, it's like I never thought I would go axe-throwing, I was like, like butch queen realness. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you gone axe-throwing in drag? That's that's a different story. Part two of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tune in next month. <laughs> Tune in next month. We're going to be going axe-throwing. It's like. It's like Miss Karaoke and Miss Keys Yakar. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I love that. <laughs> oh my I god, that'd be a trip. <laughs> oh my god, I would be like, ooh. <laughs> I would look. I would. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I'd be like, I've. I would be like, let me just show off my manly arms. You know, I was like, I was like, oh, hello. Did you just like? <laughs> that'd be, That's hilarious. I would have. I would be like. Mm. <laughs> Where where can the audience find you, Zach, uh, on Instagram or, or any socials you want to drop? You can find you can find me on Instagram, uh, Smoky Like a Quartz. Mm. You can call you can find me on Facebook. Um, my last my full name is Zachary Portolano. You can uh, where do else do I love go? Love the last name. You know, it's like yes, that's that is my last name. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> um, you can find me on farmersonly.com. <laughs> <laughs> he is wearing a tank top. He's like, <laughs> oh, hello. He's like, <laughs> like, would you like to meet my cow? <laughs> um, you can, New York. Yes, you can find me at Crunch Gym where I'm like, no, I'm joking. <laughs> where, uh, no. What was like, your Instagram? It was Smoky Quartz. Smoky like a quartz. Like a quartz. It's like, um, so I'm a bit of a nerd. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. So, um, for for my for all of y'all that watch this, I was like, I'm a big Steven Universe fan. So I'm not sure if you ever heard I'm of the not show. Familiar. Okay, so okay, I'm a I am a big kid, and like you can't you probably could already tell from this lovely podcast we're having. <laughs> um, 
so it is a so it's so it's this show about um like like about gems you know it's mm-hmm. like where they kind of struggle with their mm-hmm. where they like they're kind of still trying to find themselves and it's like and you know and you know it's like where they kind of like become a relationship in a way mm-hmm. it's like it's between this thing called fusion where they make into an to a new gem. Right. And the main character is named Steven. Okay. Universe. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, and I, it was very interesting to me because it's like it it goes over being gay and queer mm-hmm. and being um non binary. Um it's like there's a lot of like a lot of gay influences in there. Yeah. One of my um actually one like one of the gems that was a fusion was actually voiced by Nicki Minaj. Oh no way. So yeah, and um if you you know and um one of my favorite singers um is actually a main character on the show um who voices the the character's name is Garnet. Mm-hmm. Um but she's but she's um voiced by Estelle, the one that sings American Boy. Yeah. So, yeah, with Kanye. Mm, <laughs> I love her. So yeah. Is where can where's the show on? Um, you can find it on YouTube, but it's but it's it's actually finishing its last few episodes um forever here on Cartoon Network. <laughs> I told you I was a child. Um, so but honestly, like it's a it's a definition sh- words stutter. It's like go away. Listen now. Um, it's definitely a show I recommend for anybody. It's like, okay. because it's it's. I mean, you'll you'll be confused in the first few episodes, but but once you kind of get into it, you realize that there's a lot more going on into this show. It's like, and it was kind of what I like about it so much is there's a lot of character development. Mm-hmm. Um, the you know it's like. The the lead the the main act the main character goes from singing a song about a, a ice cream sandwich. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about if you if you if you um to to a song where he's trying to rebuild rekindle a relationship with two with two people that are very important in his life, mm-hmm. and it was very interesting to see that after. I was like, at first I was like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. And then I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is good shit. So I was like, I literally would be like, oh, <laughs> where's my popcorn? <laughs> so it's kind of deep. It has underlying messages about growth and things. Absolutely. Oh, and wow. that's, I feel like a lot of, and a lot of people I know are like, you can see like there's a lot of like growing through this. Mm. So, and that's something I really appreciate about the show, you know? It's yeah. Like, and it's very, it can be very dark, uh-huh. but I'm, but quite frankly, that's how I like my coffee. It's <laughs> like, or my, or in this case, my TV shows, some a little bit dark, but hey, love so, it. I would, I recommend it. Yes. Awesome. Well, Zach, I appreciate you coming on today. Well, thank and you. Your story. You know, I'm always around. So if you need a special <laughs> guest. Thank you all so much for listening. You are all so beautiful and amazing. Make sure to check us out at www.thealphabetmafia.com. You can read our blogs there. You can support our brand. Get yourself a sticker. That really helps us. It raises brand awareness. You put it on your water bottle. You put it on your laptop. 
it becomes more of a common thing seeing around town. If you want to be featured on our YouTube show where I answer your DMs and emails regarding, you know, your situation you're in or needing advice, you can email us at info at thealphabetmafia.com. Again, that's info at thealphabetmafia.com. Just put in the headline LGBTQ plus advice, something like that, and I will I will try and read it and then use it on the show. Um, of course, if you need serious help, you can visit the trevorproject.org or you can give them a call at 1-866-488-7386. If you are in need of serious help, please reach out to those people immediately. They will be more than happy to help in a, in a tremendous way. Thank you all for tuning in, and I hope you have a beautiful morning, evening, whatever it is. Good night.